Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Star vs. the Force of Evil, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Andy Potter, and today I'm joined by Queen Moon herself, April Collins. Hi! <laughs> uh, so today we'll be talking about the episodes that just aired uh, at midnight, Was that, is that right? Midnight? Uh, Schooled and um, Booth Buddies. These are enormous episodes, we're going to be getting into them. And we have a lot to say. I'm sure April is very excited. I'm very excited. And uh, uh, you can, but yeah. before we get into that, you can find everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we really appreciate your star ratings. And um, or you can search for us on your favorite podcatcher. So with that said, uh, um, April, um, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm going to drop every pretense here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers, everyone. Spoilers right now. We're, we're, we're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna sugarcoat it. We're going straight into the spoilers. So if you haven't watched the episodes, stop listening right now. That kiss, April. April. What? What did oh. you think of the kiss? Okay, look. I probably. Let's see. I finished watching this episode or these episodes like, gosh, uh, maybe like an hour or so ago, and I'm still shook. Like. <laughs> Like, I'm 100% shook, and I'm freaking out, and I hate, I hate watching shows live for this reason, because, <laughs> like, we're not gonna get to see the results of this, probably not until the finale, and the only reason why I say that is because the way that the episode ended was, like, on, like, a we have to go help Pony, which means that we're gonna put this off, so, you know, knowing this show, let's, uh, let's see, Star revealed her feelings to Marco at the end of season two, we're at the end of season three, so does that mean at the end of season four we'll finally get Starco, like, like canon or what is happening here? <laughs> but at least at the very least we didn't have this kiss happen at the end of season four because then we'd have a whole season break before we got into it because they could have easily done that this could have been like a yeah it could have it could have been so much worse so yes i'm super excited for like ah finally something I, <laughs> honestly i couldn't believe it was happening while it was happening it just it was just on screen and it's like i don't know it's like my eyes like glazed over and I was just like, is this a dream? Am I asleep right now? I didn't. This isn't real. This is, no, no. I had that thing where like, where, where Star was going like, I just blacked out for a couple seconds. What'd you say? And I was like, that's what just happened to me. What just happened? Did I black out? Is this real? Is, is this real life right now? Um, but, um, like, let's, we, we could just gush about this for a little bit. Let, let's, let's, let's get to the build-up, because I think that's actually really good in this episode. This episode is just so great. There's so much Starco drama here, and then we end with this amazing kiss. And oh also, my. listeners, we, we don't, we're Starco shippers, both of us. We're going to be talking about Starco both this whole us. time. Yeah. So, if you don't like that, sorry, we're Starco shippers. Yeah, sorry guys, but it's appropriate that both of us is on here. I'm so sad Dylan's on here because you know he's probably freaking out too. <laughs> I know he's freaking out, but also he said he might, uh, well, and we'll talk about it later, but he, he wanted to talk about this a lot and, uh, he's gonna find a way to do it, I'm sure. Of um, course. <laughs> yeah, so this episode, uh, we're, 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 we'll come back to the, uh, less important um, actually, the other episode's more plot important, but I don't really care about it right now, uh, schooled, but we're gonna talk about Booth Buddies first, and, uh, it starts with, a Ru- Ruperiod and Fool Do? Do, what, what's her name? 
Bull Bull dude? Dude. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So their uh, wedding, which is super sweet. Also, when did that happen? Because uh, someone told me, what was it? Someone had predicted. I don't remember who. They were like, oh, it's going to be Full Duke and Ruberiot's wedding. And I was like, what? They're not even a thing. Like, that's Steve, not real. It was Steve. It was Steve. <laughs> Steve, yes. Steve was the one who predicted that. How and he, so. I- I don't know how Steve predicted it. I really don't. I couldn't. I never saw it. I just told you. I didn't think it was real, but it was real. And all their vows were amazing. Um, I didn't write them all down, but they were just like, through corn famine. And I was like, oh, no, no. what? The rest, the rest were, the, they were like fighting monsters and stuff through monster attacks and stuff. And then corn famine, I was just like, yeah, of course. It, of course corn famine's a thing. It's not just Uni, famine. Corn famine. Yeah, right? Like corn famine specifically. Yeah. They can't live without corn. I wonder if those are, like, standard vows for weddings I, in uni. Like, I feel like mentioning corn is a given. Yeah, I, that that was the impression that I got. But those were so well, like, I also liked that there was, like, the traditional vows, and then they threw in, like, that other stuff, and it just worked seamlessly. Yeah. So yeah. I know that's a really weird thing to, like, focus on, but, like, I'm getting married in a couple of weeks, so I'm like, what? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh. That, and, uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but it also, um, uh, Fulduk, like, tipped over, uh, Riberion instead of the other way around, which was really cute. Yes, I thought that was adorable. I loved that small, the, the small, tidy moments. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Star yells Mazel Tov. Of course she, yeah. like, of course that's one of the things she learned. Like, she just learned all these random things from Earth, and one of them was just Mazel Tov. Of course that's. And she just brings them back to, with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure no one else in the crowd knows what, what, uh, Star is saying, but they're like, sure, it's Star. The only and, thing that would have, like, sold that moment more is if, like, uh, like, Marco had, like, rolled his eyes or something like that. It was just like, Star, no. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, like, Star, like, misunderstood the stomping on a glass thing and had, it, it somehow incorporated that into her saying Mazel Tov, like she threw, like, glasses at them. Oh, no, that would have been, yeah, that would have been, like, a really star moment. But, but I think we didn't have time for that. There's too much going we, yeah, on here. There we was have too time. much other time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, too, there's too much going on. We don't have time to stop on this. We need to, we need to push forward to the main part yeah. of this episode. So, okay, like, let's, oh, moving forward. So Ponyhead never showed up to the wedding, which they talked about. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, Tom, then, and Tom just like noped right out of this thing as soon as Star I mentioned know. the booth. Star was like, because what is it? Tom mentions that it's Ponyhead's photo booth. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so Star's did she like, rent it out for this wedding? Like, <laughs> Yeah, Ponyhead's, is it Ponyhead's name that's written on the inside? I think that's, I yes. think that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Star, Star just like freaks out and Tom's like, I'm going to go get pie. And uh, then he's gone, which is great. Well, also, shame on Tom for not wanting to spend some precious time with his girlfriend in the photo booth. Like, we made such progress last week, yeah. Tom, and like, here we are. <laughs> this is, this is, I think this is like a, this is a relationship breaker. If you're not going to go into a photo booth with your partner, like, what are you even doing? Like, that's like a golden opportunity. Yes. And also, uh, Kelly was with Marco and Tom and Star. Um, yes. don't know if Kelly was necessarily Marco's date. They never mentioned. No, um, I don't know. I thought, I thought they were holding hands at first, then I realized they never showed it. Cause it, it yeah. Was... I tried to catch it too. I was just like, any, give me something. Like, yeah. tell me what your relationship is. <laughs> I'm kind of glad there isn't cause then we have like a weird quadrangle going on and I don't need, I don't need that. I don't need a quadrangle. Look. It might be worth it, depending <laughs> on. It might be worth it. 
But we did get, before we get into, like, the big stuff, Kelly does take not the keys to nachos. And, and her eyes do the little stars yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. and she's like, okay. <laughs> oh my god, Kelly is just low-key great every episode, and Alex, Alex will have a fence with me saying low-key, I'm sure, but she is, she is the best, she's great. But then, I think I think that's a because I'm a huge Kelly fan and I'm glad we got to see her and she looked adorable in her cute little yellow dress yeah. and of course that's what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Um, oh oh but. <laughs> oh speaking before we get further, uh, Star's dress was really cute. It's like a Flintstone dress. She had like a yeah, she had, instead of a bow tie and everything. Yeah, it and was she great. was it was also a long dress, which is kind of weird for her. So yeah. and it had like one of those um, long neck dinosaurs on on the hem. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. I thought it was just like a smiley face at first, and then it zoomed out, and there was like a whole dinosaur. I'm like, She's oh my just god, that's a smiley face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a on a, star. Yeah, I would, I would have, I would just be like, oh, it's a smiley face, sure. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, now from this point forward, it's just Starko. Like, I, that's not an exaggeration. The rest no. of the episode is Starko. There, um, were you? Were you also like extremely mad at Marco because he just seemed so unamused, like see, with Star at the beginning? He I was, was just like. He's like, we can take photos later. <laughs> I was upset with him, but I also knew the episode took completely... I, I knew the episode took place completely in the photo booth, so I knew that this was leading to something, so I wasn't that mad at him. Like, if, if I didn't know the episode was staying in the photo booth, I think I would have been more upset with him. Like, you're in a photo booth, Marco. Talk to her. You're alone with her. Come on. Right? You've been putting this off yeah. for an entire season. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So... Uh, this also leads to another gag. I think this is the first time anyone's really, this is like only like the second time anyone's acknowledged the money in terms of like, (sighs) that that moment was great. She's just like, give me money. And he's like, what? No. And she's like, I know you've got money. And she just starts rummaging in his suit jacket until she finds it. And he, and that, what does he say? He's like, I'm not made of money. And she's like, yes, you are. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's like, she doesn't, when she takes the money, she doesn't just say, I got your money. She's like, I have your 650. It's like, she knows she, you can't hide this marker. You already explained where the money came from. Like, Something about this gag, it just gets me every single time. I don't know why this gag is so funny. It's just... It, it it's even po- better because, like, it's a, it's a, like, it's an acknowledgement. Like, Star, yeah. Star is finally like, I know you have $650. Yeah. Hand it over. It's like, completely flipped from, like, the beginning. It was like, why does Marco always have 650 And then it's like, okay, Marco has 650 He's using it to do stuff. And then it's flipped back to a joke where everyone just, like, give us your 650 Marco. We know you have it. And it's just this... <laughs> We understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the gag, like the gag. I hope it continues to evolve because it's just so good. It's so good. And then, yeah, if we can keep it going, even though like you know everything that took place in school took place, yeah. uh, but <laughs> it should keep going because it's just one of the best. It's one of the funniest things in the show. Um, yes. And then we uh, we finally get to the photos where uh, Star keeps calling them travesties, like you were mm-hmm. saying, and, and it's just. What is it? She asked for best friend photos, yeah, not best... business acquaintances. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Marco tries to, like, pretend to be happy and stuff, and, and Star just is not having it. She knows it's fake. She knows that he yeah. doesn't want to be there. And then then we get the biggest Starco shipper of them all, Alex Hirsch, appears as a goblin and kidnaps mm-hmm. them. And... Also, super creepy. Yeah. I just gotta say, like... <laughs> extremely creepy <laughs> like uh, this was what did you think of him like in general because 
Besides just being creepy, because I just saw him and I'm just like, why, why, why? <laughs> all the all the things in beauty just make me go, why? I think it's what I'm trying to say. Why are you I, hiding? I in wonder. A- I wonder if uh, Alex got to design his own character. They were like, you're going to be a goblin. And he's like, cool, I've got this. And then just drew it out or something yeah, like yeah. that. That would make it like a little bit better. There but was- he 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 delivered like creepy goblin guy and I I sold it and he comes out of the gemstone thing and yeah. the music also the music in both of these episodes was phenomenal oh, yes. like it was great yeah especially especially during the conversation we're going to get to later like the music is just crazy good I really yeah. loved it and um but back to back to Alex Hirsch really quick uh, there was an interview from 2015 where someone asked him about Starco and I think it was said that that was probably around the time he recorded for this. And he was just, and he literally just said, what's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. <gasps> what? Alex Hirsch, you monster. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was either hiding it or he legitimately did not know what he recorded. And I don't believe the second one. Yeah, I don't know. Given his lines, I could see that he didn't know what he recorded. I guess. Like, because he never really he never says like Star or Marco. He doesn't. Or he just and his lines are super like basic. Like he's like, well, I'm gonna get like I gotta get these brain juices going. I'm gonna have me a cold one. Like <laughs> you could easily like read those lines and not know what you're and it's talking also, about. It's also it's also possible he knows Marco and Star and he knows they're, that they're a ship, but he doesn't know the name. I guess he might not know the shipping name. That's fair. Back in 2015. I don't. I don't remember when Starco came. Oh to wow, life. that's three. I thought that was two years ago. I'm. Time is. Time needs to stop. Time needs to stop. It does in photo booths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then also one of the weirdest moments of the episode, right after Alex Hirsch appears, Marco lifts up the seat to the photo booth, and there's a monster in it. And yeah, there's a monster under the seat. <laughs> yeah, just. That was probably one of the weirdest moments of this show ever. Like, why is there a monster in the booth? And no one's going to acknowledge it. So, do you think Ponyhead knows that it's in there? And (laughs) did she put the monster in there herself? Yes or no? (laughs) See, I wasn't thinking that, but now that you mentioned it, probably yes, that she put it in there. She put it... She, she put it in there. there. <laughs> she doesn't want anyone else using her photo booth. That's why she. That's how she gets to rent it out each time because there's a monster wow. in there and no one knows how to how to deal with it except her. And if you use it without her permission, then the Who monster attacks. attacks you. Yeah, Perfect. obviously, obviously, <laughs> we, we we have the head cannon. We did it. We got there. Perfect. We 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 made it uh, a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing now. So this is Ponyhead's pet, and we're gonna see it like once a season now for sure. For sure. For Agreed. sure. So. We get to the uh, Alex Hirsch Goblins like place, and uh, he gets a cold one, like you say, which is kind of a. F- I-, I think that's kind of a subtle gag that I like. I, I like that a little bit, a cold one. I liked it too. <laughs> it was it was kind of a visual gag too. I was just like, oh, we all know what he's drinking, but it says soda on it. But I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe you. <laughs> and then, uh, but we get to this point where he explains that the booth is magic, and it's probably one of the funnier moments of the episode. That's great, because uh, my, that's my favorite reaction out of Star, because she's like, is it magic? And he's like, it's magic, and she freaks out. Like, Star, you know what magic is. And, you get out of here. And Marco just sighs, and he's like, I hate magic, and she, like, slaps him like he insulted somebody. 
And it's like, that was the most couple moment of the episode, honestly, where she's just like, Marco, no. It, it's very much the something. Starco like, begins. <laughs> yeah. From this point forward, it's just all Starco. It's incredible. And then almost immediately upon doing that, he explains that they, uh, the booth is magic. It's trying to like read their emotions. It can tell that one of them's not being truthful. And so we get this really incredible discussion after they can't get the right picture. And it starts with, um, this was before star the the pictures were good is what i'm saying the pictures the booth let them out back when they were friends when before star said that she had a crush on marco and we get this incredible scene and i'm not going to try to quote it all maybe you wrote it down april because that's what you do i do i wrote down like key things like um you know, he was like, this was before. And I like that he, I like that Marco openly admits that yes. he purposely didn't talk to her about it. Yes. And I think that parallel is very interesting because Star never talked to, never talked about her feelings for Marco. Yeah. You know, so, but I think that that whole like admission and he's like, and then I just Marcoed, you know, I just pulled a Marco or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's at that. And I think it, it's interesting, too, because we can kind of see that he's almost like he can't get away from Star, but he's kind of like pulling himself away from her. And like, I think before that, that it's very evident whenever they're taking like the million photos and then for him to just be like, yeah, like that, that's what I've been doing. You know, like I haven't been doing that. You know, I haven't talked to you about it. I should have. And you know, I like that Star sort of like relieves that tension by asking, what do your guts feel like? I thought that was very cute and like very Star. And she like verbally like pr- pronounces what her guts feel like. Yeah, yeah. It's a very Star moment. Mm-hmm. It was very Star. I really appreciated that, um, you know, to help, sort of help break the tension and everything like that. And I like that they're like, okay, like, you know, we only have $5 and... We go, we go back to like that sort of old star in Marco yeah. where she's just like, he's like, I, he's like, all right, like, here we go. We're going to do this. And she's like, yeah, you got this. Like she's cheering him on in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, but the, the other frustrating thing is they, she never really said back like, Hey, I still have a crush on you or anything like that. And then she even sort of prods him to be like, okay, well, is there anything else that you want to tell me? Like, I think it's interesting because Marco is recognizing his flaws, but like you're saying, Star is not acknowledging her own in in, in turn. And mm-hmm. but I do think that these are real flaws that Marco has. I do like that Marco admits to it, says it stinks. Star agrees, but also says, "But you're still my friend. You have we you have issues, but you're still my friend." And it's a really touching moment. I think I think that's one of the more touching moments in this conversation where Star just acknowledges and says, "Yeah, but we all." We all have problems, but we're friends here. We're you're my friend, and what do your guts feel like? And it just lightens the mood. And I really, really liked that because it shows that they're not like blindly in love with each other. They know that they're both imperfect people that just happen to be really good friends together, and that's really touching. And yeah. I and it leads into that moment where um stars like cheering him up, and because I, I I don't know they just. It's really refreshing to watch these epi- these these kinds of show this kind of show where the, the there's this really obvious couple 
where they're really good friends. They're not, like, just giving each other glances across the hall. They're, like, just really good it's, friends. It's natural. Yes. It's not, like, uh, you know, like, it's not forced or yeah. anything along those lines. Or it's not, like, even though the relationship is tropey, it's more, it's, uh, it's less tropey in the sense that, like, they were friends first. They were platonic friends. You know, like, even the show was just like, they're just friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> and but, then it slowly, like, started to develop and change. And you got to, like, you were there along that ride with it. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. not like in other shows where it's like, oh, my God, Marco saved me. I'm in love with him now. Or, yeah. like, you know, like, it's not, it's not that. It's it wasn't, so... a, it wasn't a coin flip or uh, it was like a turn on a dime or something. It was like yeah. a slow thing. We felt it as we were watching. Like, mm-hmm. like, they were shippers from the beginning, but I mean, you could see that they were like through Blood Moon Ball and like Star was starting to see that Marco is really a friend, but I do feel more for him. And it just slowly mm-hmm. evolved through the seasons and it was just really well done. I really love this. And I know we we're, we're, we're gushing, but I also want to say that this is just amazing writing. I really love how well this is written, how well this emphasizes this kind of friendship, because I'm just kind of sick of these really shallow relationships shown on shows where it kind of gives this false impression to younger people, younger, just to kids that relationships are just the sudden thing that works. And it just isn't that way. It's not, it's not that way at all. And that's, that's the other thing. Like they're, relationship is like the most real and even though you know this is um i know we don't like to call it that but this is a kid's show but it's like the most real relationship i've seen on television in like such a long time and i can't even remember the last show that i watched where there was a relationship that like felt this real you know where like it's it's one thing i think whenever because as a girl you know i grew up with all of the like get saved by prince charming and all of that nonsense and i never bought into it but at the same time like you can't help but feel like that pressure of like, okay, well, like the, the one for you is just going to fall into your lap and then it's going to instantly happen because that's not it. Like relationships take time and they take work and that's what this, like they're doing. Like for, you know, 14, 15 year olds, their relationship is super, I mean, it has its immature moments, but it's also like much more mature than, you know, relationships that I see with my friends. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm pushing 30. So. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> open admission but like but that's that's the thing though like even though like it's not perfect no relationship is perfect and so yeah, yeah. there's going to be miscommunication like there is with any relationship even in my own personal relationship like sometimes we don't we have a really bad time at talking about things and that happens um so the- this it's like this small moment inside this photo booth. And even though it's only like a few minutes long, it's just so it's so um, it's great. Like I'm, I I understand I'm gushing, but it, it is. But I, I like this gushing. This isn't just like, Oh yeah, Starco. This is like, we're talking about why we love it so much. It's because mm-hmm. this is really, really good. It really, this, this scene shows why Starco is good. Not just like, there's a lot of shows I watch where I'm like, because Korosami, I really liked Korosami, but at the same time, I was a little more like, I had tinted lenses on, and I was just like, yes, get me together. But this is just like, <laughs> I just like it so much because of how well it's written more than anything else. Not that Korosami was not well written, it's just that was just a different type of feeling I had for it. This is just 
wow, they're building up so well. I really want them together because they're so happy together. They're so good together. They're so good for each other. And yeah, they're kids, but they're figuring it out. And I think we're, we, we're going to talk about Tom in a bit, but I think we've been a little aggressively against Tom at times, and myself included. And I want to, since we're giving this Starco this kind of treatment, I want to talk about Tom a little more a little less crazily a little bit later, because I think there is something to talk about in this episode with Tom when we get to the end. Um, But let's, let's get, let's move forward a little bit just so we can get through this episode in that, um, (laughs) uh, because we get to the point where they put in the money. And um, after this whole conversation we were discussing and uh, he says, there's one more thing he has to do now. And star, star cheers him up, cheers him on. And uh, the pictures start and Marco turns towards star and we get, a kiss and it's not like and he doesn't surprise her with he, he surprises her but she's she's a willing participant in the kiss despite what mm-hmm. the conversation later in the episode is they, they they kiss willingly together he doesn't force himself on her and he he turns towards her and she reacts accordingly and yeah like and, that that's says it's so subtle but she yeah. like turns like he looks towards her and she looks at him yes. and then like he, I guess, I don't want to use grab because that's aggressive, but yeah. it's like he, he like motions and is like, he hey. Uses body, he uses body language. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going for the kiss, he uses body language to ask, is this okay? And that's, that, that's mm-hmm. a normal part. Like, you'd rather, it, it's good to use body language, touch first before just going in for a kiss, and she responds positively to this action, and she turns towards him, and yep. she embraces back. Like I, I think I don't think this was ever aggressive from him. Is what? I no, think I don't think so either. I think it's so sweet. Just, I disagree. Grab is kind of an aggressive word, but it is what he's <laughs> doing. But it's also the correct way to proceed right. in this type of thing. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, grab's aggressive, but you know um, what I mean. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a word. Maybe he placed he placed his hands on him, her, but there that also feels kind of weird. But he gently pulls her towards him. There we yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, and they kiss. They kiss for the first time, and it is amazing. And it's all. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say. Also, my favorite part, uh, because besides the kiss, is that they both freak out afterwards. Like that's the best. (laughs) The freak out's the best part. Stars like she's just like you're my squire, and he respond like he doesn't miss a um beat and responds to her like like concerns he's like and i take my job very seriously <laughs> my favorite my favorite part of the conversation which we, we skipped over a little bit of the alex hirsch goblin but my favorite part of the conversation is i have a boyfriend his name is tom and i'm like is right? that all you have to say about tom she Just... has to remind herself like yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we're, but, like i said we're gonna talk about tom I, I was gonna say i think that line plays in really well with the whole tom scene at the end yes, of the episode it plays really well with that mm-hmm but 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 like, before we skip over it, um, the they they freak out like you said, and I love Star walking out of the booth with like the cloth clinging to her face. Still on her face. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And, and then the goblin just pushes them back in there, like yeah. okay. <laughs> and I love and, and the goblin admits that the booth wasn't magic, and it's uh it's great. So none of this none of this that happened here was magic induced. All of this was purely them, which is even better to find out. Yeah. I, that's the best. I love it. So, oh, and and then Alex, the Alex Hirsch Goblin, flies him back, and he jumps back in the booth, and he's weird like Alex Hirsch is. But um, 
we get the conversation <laughs> like you were talking about with, uh, you're my squire, I have a boyfriend, stuff like that. And they arrive back, and uh, they're, at least it's cake and egg more embarrassing, and then they do the classic car- uh, cartoon thing where they fall on top of each other in the booth. Yeah, that was great. Like, I, I have expected it, and then it happened, and I just giggled. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I usually don't like these kind of scenes in, in, in shows, but this I think this was the right way to do it, because it just was... It felt more like a cherry than the moment, if that makes sense. Yes. I don't like when that kind of moment happens and it tries to push forward events. This was more to halt what was going on than anything else. Yes, I agree. It, it didn't, uh, what is it? It didn't feel, like, forced. It was, again, a very, like, natural, like, you know, like, well, this can't get any worse. And then, like, the booth shakes, they fall on and, top of each other. And then they, like, exchange a look and they're like, well, no more photo booths. Like, yeah, we're out of yeah, here. <laughs> we're done. That's enough photo booth for today. And uh, <laughs> then we, and then the Starco, they, they split up. As in, mm-hmm. they, they part ways for now. And uh, Nachos is back. Kelly has clearly taken Nachos for a ride. Kelly got is bugs great. in her teeth. Girl's yeah. classy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Kelly, like, you can tell that's just, like, Kelly's whole thing because Marco just believes her that he she did not mm-hmm. go on a ride even though she looks this way. Right. <laughs> this, this is just how Kelly looks all the time. Just this is just Kelly. Is also, just they're Kelly. probably so distracted by what had previously yes. taken place that they're yeah. not even noticing like the others around them. Yeah. So. And then okay, so we're going to I, I want to talk about Tom now because this okay. is when Tom comes back cuz Tom comes back <laughs> And, and he, also, all of his lines were great. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. And um, do you know the, I didn't write down the line, the line for when he comes back and talks about loving the pie? He says, I think I'm in love with this pie. Yeah. And that just mirrors so well what's happening in, in, in the booth with them. And it's so good. It's this funny moment. That, like, all of his lines were sort of like that. What else, He says something else about, like... Um, he's like, this aff- affair with pie is really getting out of control. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't even know. And then he, and then he asks if anyone loves the pie as much as him. No. Ugh, um, you are just... alone in that pie. Cause that looked like cherry pie and I'm not for cherry pie. So <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, let's be honest. It's probably red corn pie. Let's be honest. Oh, dang it. You're right. It, it, there's no way it's not. Not corn pie. I wish that they would have said that it was corn pie, because that oh would have been God. great. It would have it but keep it red, but never mention why it's red. red. Yeah, just say that it's corn pie. Yeah. Everyone's like, this corn pie is great. And yeah. we're all like, it looks like cherry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be a good visual gag. But um But I want to talk about Tom here because and I want to ask you a couple of questions too, because I I, I I I think that Tom has really had a great arc so far. I really do like he doesn't – I don't feel bad for him because I don't think Stars and his relationship is real, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel full. It feels like they're kind of just using each other a bit. And But at the same time, I think they're both growing from the relationship, Tom more than Star. They're learning what a relationship is and what needs to be done in it because – Marco had that with Jackie. At the very least, he learned what a relationship is supposed to be, and he learned that he wasn't getting that with Jackie. And Tom and Star kind of experienced a similar thing. They're having a relationship, seeing what they need out of a relationship, and seeing that the other really doesn't give that to them. Because Star needs somebody who really wants to go on adventures with them. And Tom is willing to do that, but he doesn't like the adventures. 
He just wants he to. He does just... it when he feels obligated. Yes. To. It's sort of the sense that you get from it. And even, even, and I agree. He has had a, like this season, he's had a, a fairly decent arc yeah. going for him. Um, I think once him and Star break up, that's going to kind of be the end of his arc. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping, like, I have my predictions and sort of hopes for how I want his arc to sort of end. And I want it to end in a way to where he has grown enough because, I I like Tom enough as a character. Yeah. I think he's fun. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that. Ask anybody. Uh, even though and even though Starco is Endgame, I've enjoyed I guess Star being happy with Tom because she's never really like expressed displeasure with her relationship with Tom. Um, so I mean, and they have but, like. Go but ahead. has she has she ever really expressed really liking her relationship with Tom on the flip side? I don't um, she, no, I not really. Um, she, I she, mean, she has moments. That's the yeah. thing. They have moments. They have really nice, like, cute moments. But she doesn't and, talk about them. She never really goes to someone and says, like, Tom is the best boyfriend. Like, she talks about Marco all the time and talks about Marco being great. Like, mm-hmm. she she talks to Marco about it. She talks to other people about it, how Marco's a great squire or he's, like, like maybe not just those words specifically, but she expresses liking marco and liking what he's doing and liking she expresses her fondness for marco and she's never really does that for tom there's moments where she is fond of tom but she never really expresses it outside those moments yes so at least what i hope for in the end of like the top but i mean she again she doesn't seem unhappy that's the thing and so i'm one of those people where like if i like a main character enough i just want them to be happy you know, no matter who it is, whether it's someone I necessarily like or not, I'm like, that's fine as long as they're happy. And you can ask like a couple of my friends because I yeah. rant and rave to them in real life about this show. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I've said, you know, multiple times that, you know, if Star is happy, then I can be happy. Yes. So and even if like it's a person I don't want her to be with in the end, I just want Star to be happy. So, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm that way with everyone. So, (laughs) uh, real and non-real characters alike. But, uh, but she's never like said, oh, I'm unhappy or anything along those lines. And so I hope that the end of their relationship is less dramatic, though it'll probably be super drama. Um, but I, and that's really what I wanted to talk about the drama. I really, (laughs) this show has been giving so much done so much great work with relationships so far and i really don't want them to fall into the trap of having an aggressive triangle at the end i don't want that i want it to end in a similar way to the jackie marco relationship i want star to just be honest with tom and say i don't think this is working and i think what would be the best way to sort of end the tom arc too is for him to just uh, openly accept that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like before in the first season, you know, in Blood Moon Ball, he's like crazy. You know, he's angry. He, he has to be put on ice. Um, <laughs> but I think that the really like the best way to close him out would be for him to just, you know, for a star to openly say, you know, hey, like this isn't working out. You know, I kissed Marco. Um, yeah. I think it's important that- for her to mention Marco and not, exactly. and for Tom not to get mad about it. Yes. And for him to, and exactly, that's it. For him to just be like, you know, Star, all I wanted for you was to be happy. Or, 
you know, something along those lines. It doesn't also, have to necessarily have to be those words, but something yeah. to allude to that. And I think that would be the perfect way to sort of end Tom and Star's relationship and to end the Tom arc at that. I also think it might be important for Star to express that Tom is a friend, just not the type of friend Marco is. Like, maybe express that, yeah, Tom, I do like hanging with you. You're my friend. I'm really glad that you're getting better, but this isn't against you. It's just I really have feelings for someone else. She needs to she I I don't think it's her job to do it, but I think she has some responsibility because she is in a relationship with this guy and she needs to give some amount of reason to him so that she's just not like making him backslide, you know what I mean? Cuz she there's clearly yeah. not bad blood between them. In and I think it, I think it would be good character growth for Star too yeah. if she, if she was, you know, that open and honest about it. Yeah. So, we can only hope. <laughs> we, can, we can only hope. And I I really do I really do want Tom to not regress if, if from the breakup. I don't want him to like burst into flames and yeah, I really don't want that for him either. I think that would be in poor taste for the writers and for the show for him to regress so like suddenly. Yeah. Um, but cuz I mean, he has shown improvement, so um and I would I- I want that for him. <laughs> I think the crazy thing is, I'm trying to think back. I think the happiest moments for Tom have been not star related, like him with the the pie. Like it's shown that he's <laughs> like I'm not being I'm not joking. I, I know it's funny, but it's not really I'm not really joking. Like he's yeah, shown no. to be really actually happy about things, which I don't think we've seen really before this, and it hasn't been related to other people. It hasn't been related to like star specifically it's just been he's starting to see other things in the world as things he can be happy about and that's great and yeah. i think that's great i think that's great too so yeah. um, but also dang it tom why didn't like you did this to yourself he did and i think <laughs> and i think that's important for star to maybe not 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 say it's his fault but say like i think we're looking for different things in this relationship i think she yeah. needs to say to him i think that's the the line we kind of need to wait for here because they're look they are they are looking for different things in a relationship mm-hmm. and that's just and that's fine that happens with people who yeah. are together and who are honestly friends they just are looking for different things from a relationship and um before we end this discussion because we still haven't gotten to the last like five frames of the episode which are still <laughs> big because the I photo booth, the picture <laughs> yeah the the photo booth produces the picture of them kissing because we kind of skipped over, but the, the photo booth did make that picture. Mm-hmm. And um, as um, Star gets a call from Ponyhead where something's wrong with her, which we'll get to in a second, um, she runs off with Tom to go help Ponyhead and reaches back and grabs the pictures from the photo booth of her kissing Marco. Uh, and followed quickly by, it's it's really a, it's a blinkity missing thing. It is thing. so, it is, like, I literally had to, like, stop. Yes. Like, go back, stop, go I, back, like... Frame by frame. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. And I I saw like the picture on Tumblr or something and um and I thought, Oh, that's a cool Photoshop. And they're like, No, 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 it's in the episode. I'm like, Really? And I go back yeah. and I like click through, I'm like, Oh yeah, it is. Wow. I had to go back too because I thought it was fake as well. And I was like, That's not real. Like yeah. someone put that there. So I know how this works. We haven't mentioned what it is. We haven't mentioned what it is. Let's uh Mark when she grabs the picture, um stars and Marco's cheeks glow. Uh, stars glow with the hearts and Marco's glow with moons. And this, from what we've seen, 
everything we've seen in the show, this means that he's of royal blood. Yes. Right? So, Or he's got some type of magical capacity. Because... Yeah. Yeah. We we can talk about this. I think this 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 stuff with his <clears throat> markings on his cheeks relates to the Meteora stuff in the other episode, so we can kind of talk about it there. But it's interesting that they light up when Star grabs it. Mm-hmm. Because they're not in the picture before that. No. Because I checked, too. Because I was yeah. like, well, were they always in there? No. But they're not. So that's so. interesting. And then we pull back and we see the booth and the blood moon, of course. Of course. Like, and also, uh, what is it? Um, the blood moon ball music that yes. sort of waltz or whatever yes. um, is also playing during that time. Again, so, the music was great this episode. The, 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 the music when they're talking about their feelings in the booth is just maybe my favorite of these two episodes. It's so good. Agreed. Yeah. This it was this was so this episode was so well done. Both of these episodes were very well done. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of impressive that we have a Ponyhead episode here and I just really don't care about it because get out of here, those. I love Ponyhead. I, I love Ponyhead. But apparently if you pair a Ponyhead episode with a Starco kiss, I don't care about it. Look, this was a this was a really good episode. Like school okay. So wait, are we are we done talking about Starco for now or we we can uh, we can we can wrap up a little Starco later, but uh, I think okay. we can move on. We to, we're, we're getting late. We did talk for uh, what looks to be 40 minutes about Starco, so we should uh, probably talk I have, about... like, yeah, 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, we, we can transition to something else before we wrap up with Starco again. So, uh, do you want to talk about school? What, what did you think of this episode overall? Um, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. Like, uh, you know, I, I like Ponyhead. Um, and I, so I kind of had like a strange prediction or a feeling. I was like, man, we're going to see Meteora in this episode. I just know it. And then when she showed up, she was like, she was boss. Like She was so extra when she like did the flip through the air and like superhero yes. landed. I was about it though. Like I was yeah. not upset. Um, also we learned that princesses, princess arms name is Patty. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> But, um, but no, like, I thought this episode was great. Like, again, the music was, like, on point. Yeah. And, uh, we learned more about, like, the Meteora, like, backstory and everything yes. like that. Um, <clears throat> and then for her to be like, yeah, I'm, like, she's like, she's like, the Muni throne should be mine. Like, and so she's like, I'm gonna go get it. And we got to see Rastacore. He's alive. Um, well, he, he was alive. Uh, yeah. He has a, he had a metal, he had a metal arm. He did have a metal arm. So does, whenever he regenerates, does his metal arm grow back that way or? Did he have a metal arm originally? Like, I, the very first time he showed up? I can't remember, honestly. I'm gonna have I, to like go back and look, but. It, uh, he's Rastgore, it's whatever. He's, he's yeah. not really, he's more, he's more a gag than a character. Right. Oh, speaking of gags, I really liked that the Saint O or Saint Olga was a robot, and yes. <laughs> and then whenever they override her, she just has a mouse inside. Yes, that was that was a really funny gag. I really liked that. I was like, it was like an old school like wired mouse too. Yeah, like it was yeah. a wireless. <laughs> what do you mean old school? I have a wired mouse. What are you talking about? No, I all of my. Mice are wireless. Like, so. my laptop one's wireless, but my one for my desktop's completely wired. No, wireless. 
this is this is not the discussion we're having here, but no, I but with uh, you. but it was it's fine. Um, <laughs> we can we can fight about it later. <laughs> I don't like to be tied down. Look, <laughs> um, but no, it was it was a great episode. Like I really enjoyed it, and it pu- it like pushed the it didn't push it like moved the plot forward because we haven't seen like Miss Heinous slash Meteor in a few episodes, and so it was kind of you know. At least I personally have been like, what has she been doing? Like, what is she up to? Where is she going? So it was just my own personal, like, thought that she might end up back at St. O's. And um, I thought she would just take St. O's over again, but she wants the crown. Yeah. So go for it. Go, <laughs> go for good it, argument. yeah. She's got a good argument, though she probably shouldn't have destroyed the St. O's robot. Yeah, because that um, has the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> so you're making your case a little hard there, Meteora. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I liked this episode. I didn't, like, before, because it, it came before Booth Buddies, which is good, because if it came after Booth Buddies, I'd just be watching it, like, in a haze. I'd just yeah. be like, wait, it, the, the show's still on. But um, I think good might be a stretch. I think it's okay. I think there's really awesome parts. I think the Meteora parts are really great. They push the plot forward. I think the Ponyhead parts are a little weak, which is too bad, because Ponyhead, I love I love Ponyhead to death. She is the best. But her parts are a little weak in that she's not talking during most of her parts. And that's when Ponyhead's great. Um, yeah, is when she's talking. But when she when she did talk, she had oh yeah, she had some like good she had some really good moments. So yeah. like going through the four pillars of brunch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought it was really interesting how the Rat Princess was just like, look, like. If you don't like the way we do things here, then leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's the she's after you. Isn't everybody? And right. Pony Ponyhead. Ugh. I mean, she's not wrong. Let's be honest. She's not wrong. Right. She's not. But uh, yeah. And then what was it? The there she had that moment. Um. She whenever she's eating brunch. She's just like, I'm having brunch according to your four pillars before I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that is great. That's me. Just like, I'm going to die. Okay, I'm just going to eat everything. See like, ya. I'm going to eat this food. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else I can do. Might as well just mm-hmm. eat. So let's get into this episode because there's not a lot at the beginning, but there's some stuff. There's some plot stuff to talk about with Meteora finding out about her being the rightful heir to, to Muni. Uh, so Ponyhead shows up at the school, apparently there to have brunches and parties with the other princesses, and um, Patty, arm princess, tells her that uh, she needs to pass a test to get through brunch, and we talked about the, the funny interaction there with uh, Ponyhead not being able to remember the four pillars of brunch, and she Waffles, had a moment eggs, where- bacon, and more bacon. <laughs> more bacon, yeah, yeah. Like, these are important. How could you forget them? But I do, I do, I do, I do have problem with issue with them not mentioning that syrup is part of that because come on, guys. Uh, yeah, you have to have waffles with syrup, and yeah. also syrup on bacon is amazing. I don't know if you've ever had it before. I have not. <gasps> you should try it. It'll change your life. I, I believe. So. I believe you. I believe you that it would <laughs> taste good. I just have never had. I've never combined it yet. It hasn't come up in my life. Oh. Well, the next time you're brunching, just yeah. think of Ponyhead. <laughs> they're not really talking about brunch food. They're talking about breakfast food. They're, like, brunch is, like, such, like, a misnomer, because it's really just breakfast at lunchtime. It's true. 
Well, it really makes brunches mimosas. And I was waiting for them to be like, and orange juice. And I was like, huh, yeah, orange juice. <laughs> orange ju- I mean, we, did have, we had a cold one next episode. Yeah, that's right. Why couldn't we have mimosas this time? We're talking about brunch, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We're, we're recording this at brunch time, or we started at brunch time. That's right. We we are, so... We, we're, did, we're you, doing... did you not bring your mimosa? Wait, I mean, hold on. No. Starco's kind of a mimosa, isn't it? A Starco kiss? There you go. Yes, that is that is our mimosa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we totally got off topic. <laughs> we, I mean, is are we off topic? The beginning is, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. There's, like, no plot here. It's just Ponyhead no. being Ponyhead, which is great. She just, I like that she just shows up at St. O's whenever she's she yeah. wants. She's just like, I'm tired of my family. I'm going to go hang out with my friends at St. O's. Like, yeah. what? Remember when you got dragged to this place? Oh man, yeah, it's 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 very different than the first time we saw this place. But um this is followed immediately by Ponyhead trying to leave and Oh, we skipped over one thing. We skipped over uh when they're in the when she's in the office with Patty and she's like, You know those things are murder robots, right? And they're like wearing like foreshadowing. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Also, that's really fun that they just rip their hearts out and then yeah. they are bombs. Like yeah. what? Yeah, no, and, and that and that murder robot's wearing like a heart apron. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's such good foreshadowing. I love it. It was, yeah. I I didn't even catch it. Gosh darn it. Like <laughs> This is this is why I write this is why we do outlines and we talk about stuff ahead of time. This is why I write things down when I'm paying. But you miss stuff. I know. <laughs> okay, so. It's the mimosas. It's fine. It's the mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> My imaginary water mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um. Okay. Yeah, so. She so, shows up. She's, uh, looking a little bit more monsterish. So I dig so the new awesome. look. Yeah, I like her character design now. Like, I didn't, I don't know what it was, but whenever she was just this heinous, I was not okay with her. But like, as Meteora, like Monster Meteora, I'm, I'm into it. So, like, like heinous had the same issue as Moon kind of did before Moon was. Um, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to say that about Moon. She, where she just didn't look very athletic. She didn't look like she was a threat in any way. And then we saw Moon fight um Toffee in that one episode. We're like, oh. Moon is the bomb. Okay. <laughs> Moon and, and, is queen. Got yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. And and now we see that Meteora is not a slouch either, just in a very physical way compared to the magic way that uh Moon is a boss. Yes. And and yeah. I really I really liked this. I really liked this a lot. And I think it, I think it also draws another line between uh the monsters and the Mumins in that the monsters are a lot more physical, a lot more strong than the Mumins are. Yeah, I I noticed that too. Like she just seemed to be getting more powerful as the the episode kind of yeah. went on. And I was like, where is she getting her strength from? Because if you remember, she like previously she was like sucking the youth out of yes. people like. <laughs> so now I guess that's not a thing cuz she's just like it's like she's unlocked her monster ability or something. And also why had why did she never like noticed she had a tail before like she just forgot about it what well, happened I think, I think that was shown when she talked to her saint olga the robot it showed that she was brainwashed oh yeah so maybe she just was brainwashed and told she didn't have a tail i think she was brainwashed into just yeah it, it she was brainwashed into thinking she wasn't a monster is what i gathered 
That, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I I mean, because we knew they were brainwashing people, but do they um, harness the technology to make it, like, specific? Like, you don't have a tail. You don't have cheek marks. Like... I believe it was possible, but also, let's be honest, like, there's also the possibility that Hainis literally did not shower for years, because this is Muni, and she just never took off her dress, and they, and they like, hid her tail somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just hid it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you don't have a tail. They she's taped like, it to her back. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have a tail. Shh. And it's like, <laughs> and she just stayed in that dress for years. Like, that's completely something they do in Muni. I believe it. I, I'd, you know what, I buy that. But I do want to know, like, what happened? Like, how did she just not notice it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't. Also, Tiny Meteora is adorable. Oh, my She's God. She's like, look, Mommy, my, cheek, my cheeks are glowing. And I was like, yeah. oh, you poor sweet angel. <laughs> and this also leads into, again, what a, the, the Tom and St- – not Tom, uh, Marco and Star's cheeks glowing later, which is yeah. – Im- interesting it's interesting that these episodes parallel that 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 it bring that this show because it brings us up for a reason they could have showed any memories to us but they specifically show us again heinous's cheeks glowing they show us the tail the cheeks glowing the tail we already like i guess discovered yeah but i guess that it's the explanation as to why we've never seen it until now and then we see the cheek marks again but we don't get but we don't really get more explanation than we already have. So clearly, I think this is supposed to be a hook for us to remember about the cheeks glowing before we see Star and Marco's cheeks glowing again. Yeah. I think it's specifically for that. Like, <gasps> I didn't even think about that, that they purposely did that so that we would hopefully notice. But that moment at the end of Booth it's Buddies so, is so it's, small. It's so like, small, but it must be for that, though. It, it There's... It, why else bring up? Because they could have shown any moment. They could have just shown. It didn't even have to show them glowing. They could have mm-hmm. just shown her acknowledging that she couldn't get the makeup off her cheeks. But they specifically talk about her cheeks glowing, and they yeah. don't have any real resolution to that other than saying you shouldn't have them glow, which we knew already. We knew that but... she they could glow, and we knew that they. There's. I'm just saying you. It it takes time to animate things, and you have to choose what you animate. Yeah, like you have you do what you do. Very specifically. Yes. It's very rare that you do something. and Because especially if you know that your show's going to go on for a while. It's just, I'm, it just makes me like question because Marco's cheeks didn't. So most of the cheeks, like cheek glowing moments come from like moments of like magical power. Yes. So what was it necessarily that Meteor was doing to wear her her cheeks were glowing, but also um, they also sort of expressed that like your magical power, especially with like the butterfly fam- family, it comes from the wand until you're able to like harness use it. it out. Yeah. Until you're able to harness it and use it outside of that, which is why like moon still can do magic, but she doesn't have the wand and why Eclipsa says, you know, Oh, well I never like learned how to do magic without a wand. So, which would also, I mean, assuming she's not faking us out, but that would explain why she hasn't just used magic to sort of get herself away out of the situation. So is Meteora so powerful and that she doesn't need a wand in order to start to use her magic? You you know what I mean? Like, it brings up a lot. (laughs) I think think it might have something to do with the monster part of her. Like, we just don't know about yet. Because I don't think we got the answer. I'm not saying that this was, the payoff was the thing we saw in um, Booth Buddies. I'm saying... 
they're reminding us of this for a reason, and we should watch out for this in the finale. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, I'm starting yeah, back my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's important. I think we've been getting a lot of hints about this the last season, and I think mm-hmm. we're going to get an explanation for these markings soon, for what's really going on with Marco or what's going on with Meteora's power, because one of those two has to be explained, because we're getting a lot of emphasis on it. Or they'll both be explain- explained. Or they'll both be explained. I'd be happy yeah. with that. But yeah. they might not explain any more Meteor's power, because I mean, like, they don't have, they don't explain the the details of magic very often. This is a very light, fan- this is a very um soft fantasy world, where there's no yeah. rules to the magic going on, it's just magic. So, so that I- it can get on the fritz every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, yeah. So, the other, I guess the other interesting thing, too, is that Star doesn't know that Marco has the cheeks marks and no. can do magic. When was, the, when was the other time his cheeks glowed? I forget, because I know this is the second time or third time? This is the second time. The first time was whenever um, he had Star's wand yes, and he used yes. it to try and pull her, because she... Yes. What, yeah, she went into the, her own, I guess, dimension with her she, own magic. She, she turned into the 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 shining star. Mm-hmm. She turned yeah, into the butterfly. Yeah, and he version. used it to he Find used her. it to like he used the what is it the seeing eye spell? Yeah, yeah. And so that was the first time, and I highly doubt Star remembers that. No, or knows because she kind of seemed like she wasn't herself and, in that moment. So, so, so here's the tough question. Does this mean Star and Marco are related? No, I don't think so. I think it's something just like with magical properties, which again is funny because at the very, very beginning of the show, they were like, we're sending you to this magical, this non-magic planet of Earth. Like, enjoy. <laughs> so do you think this could just be related to the blood moon? Because I mean, there are moons on his cheeks. It could be the blood moon, but he also remember he had a monster arm. So, he did. but I mean, what that was that was star induced. That's true. I hope they're not related. That would be awkward. Yeah, and I don't think there's <laughs> any way. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out because there's no real way that he's related to Meteora because Meteora doesn't have kids. Right. And the only other way to have cheek marks is to be related to the butterfly family, and I really hope that's not the case. Um. Uh, for many reasons. Um, so the only thing that really that leaves me with is two things. Either it's the Blood Moon marked him this mm-hmm. way, or anybody that uses the wand ends up getting marks if they use the wand for something like this. Oh. But then how did Meteora get hers? Well, because she was just related to royalty. Oh, I think, I think I, you, you, get it, you get it for being royal blood, or you get these like hidden marks if you use the wand that he... makes me wonder do, this this is my massive knowledge about this show but remember in the lobster claws episode because lobster claws had the wand so yes. i wonder if he got cheek marks how much did he use the wand i forget how much he used he it. had it for a pretty good time now but... i want to go find that episode and see if he had Cheek marks, but like glowing a, cheek marks. But this was also like an evil spell, like a really a spell they're not supposed to use that he used. He used the seeing eye spell, and when Starry used it, her cheek marks glowed too. But her cheek marks have glowed for other reasons. Yes, like, but I'm just saying that this spell seems to be one that's of high power, 
And maybe that's just all it was, that Lobster Claws didn't use a spell that required more power than others, and, and that's just why his cheeks glow, glowed, Marco, when he used the seeing eye. That it just, he hit a threshold, essentially, where it's like, oh, we need to draw on your strength now, too. I don't know, but I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna watch it and report back to you. Lobster Claws Mark is like, what's, what, isn't there a crab, a pipe, what, what's the crab? The, the crab. Uh, the, the constellation. Oh, cancer, uh, cancer, cancer. Just, yeah, yeah. He says the cancer on his cheeks now. Oh, um, obviously, obviously, that That's makes a- sense. <laughs> he just says crabs. The lobster his with cl- crabs on his cheeks. <laughs> obviously, this is this is it. Oh gosh. Okay. Ooh. The mimosas are getting to us. Yeah. The 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 quote unquote mimosas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. Okay. So. Yeah, no, then we, then we, so we got off track here, but, um, anyways. Good discussion, though, I liked it. (laughs) I liked it, too. But, um, so, anyways, Meteora appears on the, on the, um, uh, at the school, and she fights her way through, she takes control of the robots again, the, uh, the princesses try to stop her, but kind of fail. All the robots have, like, these explosive hearts inside them, which is really funny and really weird, which is starred in a nutshell, uh, and they blow themselves up, and they try to blow up Meteora. It fails, and they lock themselves in the castle using a year's worth of pizza, which is clearly impossible to get through. Okay, a year's worth of pizza Obviously. is a lot of pizza. I don't eat pizza. I wouldn't know. But I don't. I believe you. <laughs> like, I don't really eat pizza. I used to eat pizza a fair bit, but I don't anymore. I that doesn't matter. I don't eat much anymore. But um, this that did not look like a year's worth to me. That looked like like. A big party's worth of pizza. You know what? They are princesses, and they don't eat as much as normal what? human Did beings. Did you see brunch? Brunch is different. Look, you burn <laughs> those calories. <laughs> brunch sits in your stomach different than pizza is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes. The mimosa uh, helps everything catalyze and like less carbs. Works, yeah, brunch. works its way out. More meat, more protein to burn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh. oh, but boy. then let's see. Our uh, Rastacor uses the chainsaw to get his way in. Yeah. So Rastacor's back. Yeah. Temporarily. And, um, and and they try to stop them by using pillows, and it's just it's a very uh well shot, a really great shot where they go off screen and like the pillow feathers are like blood essentially. It's really great. Yeah. And there's screams. Also, uh, what is it? So. This is like skipping ahead, but uh, whenever the Sano robot is just like, it was a lot to care for you. Like the other robot moms laughed <laughs> behind my back, laughed at me, and then she's like, "You should thank me." And I was like, "Wow, guilt trip and robot mom." Like, <laughs> yeah, no, robot mom is worst mom. Let's be honest. Robot mom worst. Saint O Olga is yeah. the worst. <laughs> yeah. But uh, before we get to this memory stuff, which we've pretty much talked all about already, yeah, um, we I have, think we covered it. We did. Pat, um, Patty gets thrown into a room with a uh, with Ponyhead, where she's eating brunch, mm-hmm. and uh, where and, and Patty says, "I thought you were dead." No, I'm just eating brunch before I die. <laughs> it's too good. It's Ponyhead's too good. And then Pony Ponyhead sincerely believes that um, Hanus is after her. Yes. And uh, powers up her. Did. Empowers up her horn and gets yeah. ready to fight, and Meteor just ignores her to go talk to the um to the, the robot mom robot. and get the and memories. Then, 
And then did the the princesses, because we've already kind of talked about the Meteora memories, um, also uh, King, what's his face, Shastakan, uh, he is a monster. Yeah. So I don't blame, I don't blame Eclipsa for leaving him at all, like... Uh-huh. I, I I do think I do like what, what, what one moment we didn't mention in the memories though was um it starts with with Saint Olga saying I found you when you were a street baby it's like yes. is that just a thing is that just a thing like that's a term a street you're baby? a street baby also it should be pointed out that uh what is it the story of um eclipse you know meteora according to the high commission is that they just swapped her out yes so um. But then it seems like uh, King Shastakan very much was like, take this baby away from me. See, so those are the not pr- the same. <laughs> here's the problem I have with all these like swap stories. And it's never and like, I feel like there's an easy way to solve this. Why don't they ever swap the baby and then give it the name of the baby they swapped it with? Why they give the new baby a different name? Yeah, that I don't know. They were like, like, let's just leave the baby's name the same. Like, yeah, it, it makes no sense. It, like, logically, you should swap Meteora out and name the new baby Meteora. Because mm-hmm. that way, no, they're babies. Like, anyone who can tell the difference between two, like, relatively skin-toned similar babies is, like, <laughs> lying to the Lying. Because you just can't. They're just <laughs> babies. If you haven't gotten, like, a long time to look at one, it's just a flabby thing. It's just a tiny human. <laughs> yeah, there's no real... And, like, I understand that, like, once you have a baby for a long time, like, you can tell your baby from other ones. But I'm saying, like, the common folk wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Right. No. Especially, like, a royal baby. You probably yeah. don't see it that much. Yeah. Like... It, it was probably could... shown from, like, a, like a balcony high above the mm-hmm. crowds and then taken away back into the castle. Like, that's yeah. probably, like, like, Lion King style, raised above the... <laughs> Raised Lion above the King head. style. <laughs> Michael Jackson style. <laughs> Hanging yeah. over the balcony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, no. the Moses are getting to us. There we go. <laughs> um, and also, the king calls the baby absolutely heinous. And then that's how she gets her name. Ha! Ha, ha. Like, uh, that's, that's like finger guns right there. Pew pew! Like, yeah. slightly touch your knee, not even slapping it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, the big, the big, the big reveal here is that Meteor is confirmed she is the rightful heir to Muni. She should yeah. be queen, or she should have been queen. Which is big in some ways, and also others, like, we already kind of knew this, we kind of assumed this is where the story was going. Yeah, I was going to say, this, it seems lately that the show's been doing a lot of, like, you already know this, but we're going to confirm it for you. Yeah, but that's good. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather things are, because, like, one of the problems, like, one of the problems with some of the shows we cover is that they never confirm anything, and it's just, we talk true. about things, and we're just like, well, we assume this is true, but it's not necessarily, the big poster child for this is Ruby, where we're just, we think things are true, but we don't actually have any confirmation in any way. And this uh... is, and this is, I really like that this is confirmed that we are confirming. Yes. Meteora, all the stuff you're assuming is true. We can move forward with the plot now. Well, it's confirmed for her too. Yes. Because so I think, I guess that's the biggest thing is that she now knows for sure that she is, she's the rightful heir. And like, and like I said, this does give us a chance to see Meteora more monstrous. Like we see this whole episode Mm -hmm. and it gives a chance to talk about, and it gives a chance, like I said, to 
um, mention the uh, the marks on her cheeks, which I still mm-hmm. I do think that's on purpose. I do think we're going to talk. They're going to come into play later. In some way, yeah. Yeah. We're 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 touching on them multiple times here, and mm-hmm. and it was a very extended scene where with no real resolution. Yeah. Um, it was so, a memory. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see where that goes, but this after afterwards, like you said, um, Saint Olga says you should thank me, and Meteora does thank her before destroying her, and uh, all the princesses show up. Yep, and Ponyhead is prepared to fight, and she loses her horn. Like that was like, see, I was just kind of like riding this episode, like, yeah, this is pretty fun. This is pretty fun, and then and then Ponyhead's horn's gone. I'm like, oh my god. I know. I freaked out. I was like, what? Like, because I was like, what is she holding in her hand? And I was like, (gasps) I saw it glowing. I saw it glowing, and I was just like, that looks like her horn. That can't be the horn. And then it stopped glowing. I'm like, oh my god, it is. Uh, What does this mean? (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh my god. Also, she should have kept that and used it for something. This isn't, okay, April, this isn't Game of Thrones. She's not gonna, like, stab somebody with the horn. That's not how this works. (laughs) I will stab you with your best friend's horn. Yeah, like, if this was Game of Thrones, that would 100% happen, but this is not. Or, like, D&D. This is, like, a really good D&D campaign right here. (laughs) No, that's that's 100% a D&D campaign. Can I keep the horn? (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't have good stats, but but I want it. It's like, okay. It's literally just a broken pony head horn. I don't care. I want it. Is it this. magical? I mean, it was. <laughs> Sounds like all of my campaigns. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Okay, um, and then can we talk about Rastacor trying to break oh up with Hanus? Because oh first God. off, I didn't know they were in a relationship. But were second, they? I don't know. But he's just like, he's like, yeah, I really appreciate you taking care of me. But my favorite line is he's like, he's he calls her heinous and she goes, yeah. it's Meteora. And he goes, I don't even know your name. I'm such a jerk. Like, Yeah. That was just, that was too good. That was that whole thing. Like he gave every single line that I think I've ever heard, not personally, but like in movies and TV yeah. shows, all of that. So, and then he gets blown up again. Yep, yep, it's good, it's good, and uh, and her assistant's dead now. Like, yeah, he he also had a really great line. If you had wanted my heart, I would have given it to you. <laughs> and she just takes it. <laughs> oh, see, it's like those moments that made this episode like super great. That's why both it's of just, these episodes are I wonderful. Think- I think, I think I'm just a little, ske- I, I really just don't think the beginning of this episode is that strong. I really don't think it is. And that's yeah, my hang yeah. up here. The, the but it, second- it gets going, like, once, yeah. once it picks up, it picks up, so. The second but- half is really solid, but the first half I think is pretty weak, so I think it just leads to a good episode, not a great one. But this, yeah. but Booth Buddies is just really good all the way through. Because no, it's just, I love the character stuff, and this is just a character driven episode, it, it, the second one. What I liked about, I guess, both of these episodes is that they're, they both, like, move the plot forward in their own ways. Like, and it, I guess if you think about it, we kind of have two plots happening at once. We have the Starko plot, and then we have the whole, like, monster, Mewman, like, heinous sort of thing, plot going on as well. And so I really like that each of these episodes moves that forward and keeps us going because the last two, I didn't really feel like they did a whole lot. Like, you know, besides sort of solidifying other things that we already kind of knew and felt. So that's, I think 
these two episodes are much appreciated, especially after last week, because I was not super hyped for last week's episodes. But these ones, I yeah. can, I'm going to watch them over and over again until next week. So <laughs> I can't even remember what last week's episodes were. I forget now. Hold on, I've got my notes. Um, <laughs> they were the ones with... I even did a panel on them. And they're just, oh, I'm that's... Just I was going to say, weren't you on the panel? I know, but I deleted my notes for oh, those. Oh, it was uh, the one where Buff Frog leaves right, and, right. and Marco Jr. Marco Jr. So, and Buff Frog. See, look, yeah. those episodes didn't stand out in any they way. They didn't. They didn't. And, and I liked them at the time, but these are just so much better. These ones yeah. are just much better episodes. I do agree that Pony, the Ponyhead episode's better than either of those. But mm-hmm. I, I think that it just barely is better than them because the first half really was very weak, in my opinion. I, I mean, the first, I think, I wouldn't say the first half. I would say the first part was weak. But I think that it's, it's, it's way better than the other ones, especially with the ending. The ending, I think, makes up a lot for the, the other, like the first part of I it. I think the ending is really solid. All the stuff with Meteor. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting. I don't think we t- touched on this, but the first, that this episode doesn't have any Star or Marco in it, which is, Different. And it's a successful episode. It is. For one that doesn't have Star or Marco, because usually episodes that don't have them fall really flat, at least for me. Like, I'm just not as interested. The show, you know, Dylan, you know, will say this a lot, but the show is Star versus the Forces of Evil. And without Star, like, what is the point of the episode? And so I, sometimes I feel th- that same way, but this one, I think without, I think it's better without Star. I think it is. Marco in it so i agree and i think that's because these two episodes really feel like a combined episode mm-hmm. it, it because we get in the booth buddies we get as much star star and marco as we get in two episodes combined but it's just it's all pushed into one episode instead of the other one yeah and there's and, ele- there's elements that sort of tie that ties them both yes. together like at the beginning of the wedding they're like it's a shame Ponyhead never showed up and then like Ponyhead is calling her or someone is calling her at the end and she's like Pony's in trouble we have to go yeah. and she just leaves like yeah it, so. it, it feels like it feels like this is a are we getting is the next is next week two episodes or is it the finale it's two episodes okay so this I'm going to be really interested in what those two episodes are. I haven't looked at any of the titles. I just don't do that. I don't look at the titles. I'm oh, interested to I was going to say, I have the title names. Um, I, I, I don't mind hearing them. I just don't look at them. I don't look them up. Oh, what are they? I, do you have them? Uh, yeah, give me just a second. Um, let's see. The first one is... Ooh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. I oh, think good. It's do it. Bam, ooh, pot, patty? <laughs> like patty, like... P-A-T-I. Farm? Oh, is no. that Arm Princess? Is Patty Arm Princess? Is that I don't know, because it's like Bam, B-A-M, and then it's the le- it's U-I. Yeah. Um, Patty, it- okay. with an exclamation point. It got an exclamation. It got a punctuation. And then the next one after that is Tough Love. Huh. So... <laughs> huh. Tough Love predictions? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we really need to predict? I think we both know where our mind's going with that. I think I think Tough Love is going to be the uh well what do you think it is first? I'll ask you first. What do you think Tough Love is going to be? Ooh. Ideally it would be Tom and Star breaking up. Yes, that's exactly where my my head jumped to. But I also feel like it might be something terrible like uh you know where 
Star and Marco are like, we can't do this. Like, mm, kind of thing. And that would be the worst. (laughs) Yeah. I think either way, it's going to be about Starco to some extent. It's going to be about, it's going to be the undercurrent of that episode. Or it's just going to be not related to them at all. Or, yeah. My other guess would be like Meteor and Eclipsa. So. I don't know. It doesn't feel right because the next episodes, I know that I know the finale is called Divide and Conquer. And <gasps> is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. The two <gasps> episodes, like the first episode is Divide, the second one is Conquer. What? Yeah. That's crazy. <gasps> Are you okay? Did I blow your oh, mind? Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> Are you? The mimosas <laughs> are making. No, yeah. Mimosas. All I've had today is water. <laughs> you uh, should eat something. But or just drink mimosas. That's that's clearly the... after this. Yeah, we'll some paleo. I'll, I'll brunch in honor of uh, Ponyhead. <laughs> some paleo mimosas. Paleo. Oh no, can't have juice. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> but okay. Oh, my mind is just going crazy now. Try to figure out how to have a, how to have a mimosa. No, I'm just trying. Um, no, I'm not even about that. I'm thinking about divide and conquer. Like I'm skipping over like the next week's episodes and going right. straight into the finale. So, let's before you before I lose you, April, because it feels like I'm losing you here. Let's let's talk about predictions, okay? Before we get any further, um, since we're already kind of there, what do you? So, do you think that um, do you think Tom is going to break up a star next week? Do you think that's going to happen? <sighs> No, I don't think it's gonna happen. Okay, so you—that you would think, be too easy. Do you think it'll happen in the finale? No. Okay, you think it just won't happen this season? I just think it won't happen this season. Okay. I think it'll happen if it's gonna happen. It'll be next season, just because, like I said earlier, it took us a whole season for you know Marco and Star to finally talk about the fact that Star has a crush on him, and that was like before the Battle of Muni. So. It's- I'm definitely of the opinion that I think they're going to break up this season. I don't know if they're going to start the relationship really this season at, in the finale, but I think yeah. knowing I th- that Tough Love is one of the episodes, I think that's where Tom's going to break, the stars going to break up with Tom. And with any other show, I wouldn't think they'd get together, but this show, I feel, can have them get together and, and it not feel like a ending. Feel like I really feel like they'll show that this is a process, and I really want, I want, I'm really looking forward to that. That would be nice. I just, um, just given like the nature of schooled and the fact that even though Booth Buddies was very much like a Starco episode and they're kind of, the, the show kind of has this tendency to where it, um, like it will do certain things. It struggles, um, it struggles to show multiple things at the same time. Yes, it, exactly. That's it. Like it struggles to show two things going on at the same time. And the fact that these two episodes ended up being tied together means that whatever took place in Booth Buddies, while it's super important and we're all still freaking out about it, um, it's not, it's going to get overlooked because we have our Meteora now on the loose. She's coming for the crown. And the fact that the ending of Booth Buddies was Star saying, Ponyhead's in trouble, we have to go. It's it's almost exactly like um, Star Crushed, where, you know, Star and Marco sort of figure out, like, Haha, that's weird, song day, what is it? And then 
Moon's like, we have to go Toffee's back. And Star's like, oh, crap, you know, we need to leave now. And so she goes, says she has a crush on Marco, and then leaves. Like, But clearly the difference here is that this is not the finale. That's a big difference. That, that's not just, like, a semantics thing. It's, like, when you're structuring a season, that's a different yeah. way to do something. It is, but I think that... The, the next episodes are going to be focused more so on the monster, Mumin, Eclipsa, like Meteora thing, um, just because I feel like those four things, well, I mean, two of them do go together, and but that all sort of goes but together I think, now. I think it does fit in because Star is trying to fight for the monsters. That's mm-hmm. her thing. Tom is a is half monster, and Marco's just going to be there because... It's Marco. He's going to be there for He's Star. her squire. <laughs> yeah. And so I think I think these things don't hook in, like, cleanly, but I think they do hook into the story to some amount. And I do think that we're going to see some discussion of it before we get to the finale. I think we'll get hints of it. Okay. I don't... Like, and when I say hints of it, I mean, like, um, what is it? The first episode of Battle for Muni where like stars using the seeing eye spell to spy on Marco as he eats the cereal. And she's like, you beautiful idiot. Like, yeah, th- it's like, it's like another, like it's that hint of like Starco, you know what I mean? Like it's sprinkled in there ever yeah. so lightly. I think that's what we're going to get because I feel like the whole Meteora thing is going to take precedence over it just because of the way that they ended it. Like, that's I don't know I don't it, see it happening any other way <laughs> I, I'm I'm worried that we're gonna I, I agree with you now that I'm thinking about it that I'm worried that it won't continue past tough love whatever we see that divide yeah. and conquer will just it's, focus on the yeah. quote unquote plot I think divide and conquer is gonna for sure focus on the plot I I couldn't even tell you if tough love is just because sometimes the way the show names things like it could be a random side character we never see again that in love with somebody. Like that's is that's what it could be. <laughs> yeah, it could, he could be Buff Frog trying to get back together with his wife. Like that could be it. And then he sees Meteora destroying things, and he's like, "I have to go tell Star." Yeah, <laughs> like that could easily be what's going on here, or it could be Ludo falling in love with somebody. Oh my gosh, Ludo! I hope he never comes back. <laughs> you know, you know that's not happening. I'm not even gonna. I know. He's in the opening still. I can't believe it. I know. Do you think they'll change the opening? For what? The finale? Yeah, afterwards. Oh, oh, you mean like next season? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends. It is. It could get dated if Tom, like, leaves the picture, but I don't... It doesn't feel like the end of the season is going to be a big status quo change. Not that I'm not excited for it. It feels like this is more character changing, which... I'm excited for, but I don't feel like we're going to get a big status quo change, though. That's fair. So I think the the opening could fit still. It's interesting that Kelly has shown up as a side character in multiple episodes. I like seeing her a lot. But, um... <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yeah, Kelly's great. But, um, anyways. So, did you have anything else you wanted to say before we wrap this up? Um, no. Just that I... These episodes were incredible, and I know... We feel ways about school, but I think the combination of these two is just super nice. Still freaking out about Starco. It's fine. Um, I'm ready to discuss it in public now. <laughs> you're, you're ready to wear wear this like as a badge of honor. Like, yes, yes. I was right. 
You guys, did you see the Stargo kiss? Oh, I you saw did it live. It? Oh, <laughs> you did. I'm so upset. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, these episodes were great. I'm I'm very much looking forward uh, to going into the the finale, even though yeah. I don't think it's going to be Starco. Yeah, totally. Uh, so with that said, um, you can find everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord or text chat about animation at about anything animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. It's really fun there. We've been talking about a lot of shows, including Star Starverse is there. And uh, you can support us at Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Katrin, a.k.a. Patron Katrin. Speaking of which, she's trying to get together a uh, Isle of Dogs podcast. I'm not sure when that's coming out. I think that's next weekend now. Next weekend. Yeah, are you on that? Um, I might be. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Also, if you're inter- if you like our star coverage, you should really check out our panels. They've been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna have a panel this week because Dylan is so excited to talk about Starco. I think he just wants to do another recap episode, just just to talk about more Starco. So look out for that later in the week. Uh, we might, it might still be a, a panel. I might be wrong. This could be dated when you look back at it, but I know we're going to have another Starco po- star podcast this week. So just watch out for that. Um, also, I'd like to thank our executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Alex and Hugh. Woo. And, uh, I don't think there's anything else coming up big. Well, we have final space that still shows. I don't know if that really caters to this audience that we're talking to here. Ladybug is kind of in and out. Um, yeah, ladybugs. Touchy. <laughs> Touchy, but I think, I think it matches with the listeners of this mm-hmm. kind of... Listeners, if they're listening to this show, they'll like Ladybug. Um, but, uh, yeah. I guess that's it for now, guys. Thanks for sticking it out. We talked a lot about Starco for, like, 40-plus minutes and then talked about it a little more at the end. So, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.